Coming to you from the greatest city in the world, this is the number one showbiz podcast. It's Talk for Two. Here's your host, Matt Bailey. Thank you, Gary, and thanks, as always, to our season sponsors, Axtel Expressions and the Tangent Bound Network. Find fantastic podcasts at tangentboundnetwork.com, and all your entertainment needs are at axtel.com. As many of you know by now, I just got back from another trip to Las Vegas. I'm sitting here in New York City, but I could get used to those desert trips every two months. Now, the day I landed, literally Hours after stepping off the plane, I had the chance to talk with one of my all-time favorite entertainers, Chris Angel. Now, you wouldn't know this because you don't know how I do logistics or whatever, but my travel days are sacred. I don't rush around after landing anywhere for anybody. I have very high anxiety when I travel, and I'm sorry, but I don't need that stress if there's a chance my plane could be delayed or whatever else. I, if I'm leaving really early in the morning, I'll only plan for stuff really late at night, like we saw Donnie and Marie that night, because with the time difference, we knew if we were delayed, it really, there was very minimal chance we were going to miss that show. But for Chris... I said I'd make it work, and with the graciousness of his team, we did. We talked for over 20 minutes on the phone. I hadn't even checked into my hotel room yet. I couldn't. It wasn't ready. This was at like 1 p.m. I finally got through the airport at like, I think, 10.30. And so we, we were rushing to get there and just find a spot quiet in the conference area, and we did this phone interview. And I was praying that nobody would walk through that conference area and, you know, cause a kerfuffle. Chris Angel now performs at Planet Hollywood in a show called Mind Freak. This is his first live creative endeavor in Las Vegas without Cirque du Soleil. Having opened in December, the show has already won Angel critical acclaim, including an award as the number one show in Las Vegas from Celebrity Radio, the UK's number one re review site for travel and Vegas. In our interview, Angel was more honest and forthright than I expected him to be. He actually opened up to me about his unhappiness as well as the safety issues with his former producer and said, look, I, I couldn't talk about this, but here's how I felt. And people kept, you know, on social media with the safety issues and I didn't like it. And, and you'll hear it in the interview. And he also expressed excitement about the freedom he now has at Planet Hollywood. He says this is the most creatively fulfilled he has ever felt. Now, the show absolutely blew me away. I would watch it again and again and again and again and again and again and again. 100% immersive. Planet Hollywood completely remodeled their showroom to become the Chris Angel Theater. I'd actually seen, I'd actually went to see Paul Zerden in that theater Three years ago, I was out there with uh, our buddy Chris Ortiz. You know him. He'll co he co-hosts the show sometimes. And we went and we saw uh, Paul, and uh, it's completely different. There's new screens. It's, it's just it's amazing what they did to that showroom. And you can tell they are betting big on him playing there for a long time to come. There's those gigantic banners on, uh, on the actual resort. It's really, really cool. It's really cool to see, and it's such a neat theater, perfect for a magic show. I'd actually thought the stage was a little too high, but the way they do it and the way they see you and the, the sight lines, it, it doesn't matter. That When I say that I thought the stage was too high, that was when I saw Zerden, but with whatever they've done to it, it, it looks perfect. Now, 
Chris, now you, you guys know the, the beginnings of this talk show, and Chris, in the early days of his A&E series, which was also called Mind Freak, got a lot of flack for being a TV magician, especially from the crowd where this show first started, and I'm sure a lot of you magicians are going to listen to this. And I guess as a millennial, it, I never really had issue with that, and if at most if there were camera tricks involved, and I say if, because he still claims there weren't, then that's a whole other way of doing magic. That's a whole other art form using TV, using the medium, the same way the Muppets use the TV as the proscenium, using TV and the ability to pre-plan things, to stage things, whatever, if he did that, is a category of magic unto itself. It brought attention to an art form I love. Now, watching the show on A&E as a preteen teenager was the gothic personality, a little aggressive for my tastes, Sure, but I grew to love it. And like every maturing rock star, Angel himself seems to have relaxed into his image and begun to let the magic speak for him for itself. He himself no longer having anything really at all to prove. But if you want proof that what you saw on TV wasn't just camera tricks, go and see him uh, at Planet Hollywood or on tour because it's amazing. He even does a levitation thing, which we talk about in this interview, that is amazing. Now, I'm going to be a bit bombastic here, but I really believe it. Talking now about the Vegas show at Planet Hollywood, not since Lance Burton has there been a magic show on the strip that has had more production value, more spectacle, and more of a wow factor than Chris Angel, Mind Freak. Why do I say that? Because look at the old videos of what Lance does. All of the production that went into it, all of the dancers and, and all of the props and the big sets, where else would you see that? Your first instinct might just be to say, well, Penn and Teller do. No. Their Penn and Teller very intentionally are stripped down, kind of acoustic, can really play anywhere carny, as Penn calls them, carny trash. I love them dearly. I love what they do. I think it's innovative and so great. But it isn't the Lance Burton classic type magic show where it's just spectacle after spectacle. Now, I'm not saying Chris is doing the same thing Lance is doing, certainly not, but in that same vein of production value and really putting everything a resort has behind it, Planet Hollywood, Caesars Entertainment, they have given Chris their all, and any fan of real illusions done in a modern way with true Vegas showmanship will love this show. You will love it. Go, go see it. Now, if you're not able to get to Vegas, don't worry. Chris Angel is coming to Broadway. That's right. He's coming to my neck of the woods on Broadway, L'Enfantan Theater, with Raw. And while Raw is the name of the show he tours around the country, the, the presumption being, you know, it's Raw. It's not plugged into a, a big casino, a big theater where it's the residency show. It's Raw. It's him touring. He promises that something for Broadway, it'll be completely different. His stint at the L'Enfantan Theater runs July 2nd to the 7th as part of the In Residence on Broadway series. For my New York friends who think they can slack and it's going to get extended, no. There will be no extensions. There's a musical coming in behind this In Residence series. So Chris's week on Broadway is Chris's week on Broadway. I want to make sure you guys understand that. And 
also this weekend, tomorrow, and this is where we're airing this today, Chris Angel will appear at the Coliseum at Caesars Windsor in Windsor, Ontario, Canada, and at Seneca Niagara Falls, just across the border in Niagara Falls, New York. He's in Windsor, like I said, tomorrow, and Niagara Falls actually on Saturday, June 8th. They have a day in between shows. Okay, that is enough of my yammering. I, I've ranted about the show, which I think is amazing. I've ranted about him and how how open he was and, and really kind. We got to meet him when we went to the show and, and uh, you can see that picture on Twitter and Facebook. Uh, he's a really, really cool guy. So here now to tell us how he mixes safety with danger to give his audience the thrill of their lives, our interview with Chris Angel. Chris Angel, welcome to Talk for Two. How are you today, sir? I'm doing fantastic. Thank you so much for having me on. Well, thank you so much for being on. This is uh, an honor to have you. Congrats on the Planet Hollywood gig. How long have you been there? I opened the uh, show December 26th of last year. So it's been, I don't know, not even, uh, what, six months, not even? That's amazing. What's the reaction been like for you? Has it exceeded your expectations? What have you been- Way, 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 way beyond my expectations. I knew we were creating something very special, something very unique and original even in the entertainment capital of the world like Las Vegas. Um, but I never expected it to be um, received as crazy as it has. I just had Pitbull here last night. Um, I've had so many different people see it, but the public uh, and, and, and everybody that sees it just is with their mouths open because it is the first fully immersive show. Um, it has more lights then all seven Cirque shows combined with regards to moving lights. There's over 2,000 lights in the show. There's more video than any show in history. There's over a half a billion pixels of video. So there's actual video over the ceiling wow. on the side. Video mapping is over 100 different surface areas that either are LED or video mapped on. There's 31 different flame effects alone in it. There's more technology. It is, without a question, the most sophisticated technological show the world of entertainment has ever seen, whether competing against a pop artist playing in an arena or playing in any Broadway or West End show or Las Vegas show. Um, it really, really is something special, and it's really a tribute to the incredible, incredibly talented team that I assembled to help facilitate this. You know, it was my vision. But, uh, you know, it was everybody's participation that brought the show to life. So I'm beyond pleased with the results. Well, congrats on that. I'm actually seeing this, the show this Sunday, the 26th, going to come by for the 7 p.m. show. Uh, so I awesome. cannot wait to see it. Um, uh, if you had to say anything, I, I guess you, you kind of answered it with the difference between this and the Luxor, but if you had to pick a main difference for those that, beyond what you just described, for those that maybe saw you at the Luxor and and this new show, one reason to come see you again at Planet Hollywood. Well, I have no involvement with Cirque du Soleil, so that means yeah. I have a license to be creative and to be free of the restraints that I had and to be able to take what I do to a whole nother level and that's what I always wanted to do. And uh, now that I'm in the situation where I own the show, um, you know, I've created the show, I've directed the show, I've produced the show, I perform and star on the show, I don't have to answer to anyone. And so now I'm able to really give the public something that takes entertainment, even in Vegas, as I said earlier, to a whole 
another level. And it's probably why uh, the newer shows that are being planned and that will come out are doing exactly, you know, they took the, the play from my playbook and are completely doing what I've already just done and which people are appreciating because, you know, entertainment in Las Vegas has become very, very complacent. You know, mm -hmm. these companies that are doing these shows are essentially doing what they did 30 years ago, 25 years ago. And the audience deserves more than that. We live in the most technological day and age and they're still relying on technology that's 20 years old. I got incredible companies, you know, Panasonic, Free Illusion participated in this, a Lighthouse, Screen Goo, um, DOS Audio, and the list goes on and on and on. Shore microphones, and I got their latest, greatest things. I was actually beta testing stuff. And this is the first show to have full immersive experiences, 3D without the 3D glasses. Um, is it's this? completely a unique experience. And so, you know, when I was at Luxor, yeah. I couldn't do that. I didn't have the freedom. Um, and, and I was preaching about this for so long. And finally, when I completed my 10 plus year contract there, I was able to do what I always wanted to do. And it's just kind of ironic how now they're doing what I've always talked about and what I am performing before anybody else. Is this the happiest you've ever been creatively? Oh my God, this is incredible. You know, I, I, the chains are off, you know, I was so restricted in so many ways. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I never even admitted that publicly because I was under a contract that I could never talk freely right. because they had certain provisions in there. If I said something, you know, I could be fine or whatever. But, yes, I, I, I'm in a situation where I am really, really thrilled. I have, a, I have a creative license to do what I want. The safety in this show is paramount. And, uh, you know, we're able to do things that um, that I've only dreamt about. And I'm able to take them at a whole nother level. So, you know, my experience in the past at, at my previous hotel was great because it gave me the learning experience. It gave me the opportunity to get out there. But, you know, I, uh, I'm so happy to have this relationship with um, Planet Hollywood and Caesars. It really is much more suitable for me. I started here with Mind Freak back in 2004. Mm -hmm. I lived in this hotel for two and a half years. Wow. So to be back home is like being home. Well, let me ask you, since you brought it up, you brought safety up. It's something that other another magician duo on the strip talks about a lot. Uh, you know, the, the difference between creating that tension and making sure the audience knows that everything is safe. How do you do that? How do you make sure that you're safe, but that the audience is still on the edge of their seat? Well, you know, I got to be honest with you. Uh, when I was doing my previous experiences, uh, many times um, I, I've gotten hurt. That and made the was, news, yeah. Uh, yeah, and, and things that, that it never never came out. Um, and so I was in situations for really, really incompetence backstage, people that weren't doing their job, I've gotten hurt. And I never said anything about it publicly. Um, just because of the situation I was in. But the fact that, you know, I'm able to have really, really, like, there's no disconnect. The left hand knows what the right hand's doing. It's not a big bureaucracy. Yeah. It's Chris Angel, and I'm basically the buck stops here. Yeah. So I'm able to employ, you know, these people that are really at the top of what they do. And we have 
really incredible relationships where they bring their talent, they bring their skill, and they're bringing it to a vision that they really want to participate in because they also want to show what they're capable of. And, you know, they're not cattle here. They're not a number. You know, I know everybody's name people. My door is open all the time. We have relationships. People can walk in here and talk to me. So it's a different environment. The camaraderie, the, the, the sense of wanting people to reach their fullest potential and to allow people to celebrate their talent with my show and with what I do is really what I put out there and let everybody reach what it is that they have their own personal goal and a community goal as far as the show. So I think because of that, I'm able to attract the best of the best. Yeah. And I don't take that for granted. So, you know, safety, getting back to your specific original question, sure. is paramount. And mm-hmm. yes, what I do is very dangerous. You know, every time I do a show, there's a chance I could get killed or maimed. No question about it. We take every precaution to keep every artist, to keep me, and most importantly, to keep the public safe. And, you know, um, but I don't really have to act like it's dangerous. Um, because it is dangerous, you know, when you're hanging upside down, uh, over the audience's heads or you're levitating and flying around the stage, you know, there's inherent dangers. When you take real razor blades and you put them in your mouth, there's real inherent danger. And many, many of the other demonstrations I do have those same risks, but that's what people come to see. People come to see something that truly is organic, that, that truly is live. And that's not, you know, scripted it's it's every audience is different every show is different so i play to the audience how do you deal with it physically when you have those two show nights um you know uh you just you just do it you know i'm so blessed and so grateful to be able to do what i love and to be able to do this now for just about 11 years in las vegas is pretty unprecedented um you know there are shows that are coming and going and to be able to do this and have an audience, um, I'm just very thankful. And so, you know, the, the audience I have in any given night will never be together ever again in the history of the world. And I take that very seriously because I have to listen to my audience and I have to adjust myself, the show, according to what they're responding to. Yeah. My job is to give them the most incredible experience that they can possibly have in Las Vegas or for that matter, anywhere in the world and uh, and so I have to deliver and off of that point anywhere in the world uh, you've been living here Las Vegas you've been doing your stuff here Uh, very rare I think it's very rare for you to get out of this town you're coming to New York my home turf uh, where I live uh, with raw as part of that Live Nation Broadway in residence uh, situation that that uh, that I guess you would call it anthology Broadway show where it's the, it's called In Residence, but it's a bunch of different artists. What can fans expect when you come to New York? Well, they can expect a brand new show. Yeah. Um, I'm excited because uh, I'm from New York as well, yes. so we have something in common there. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, my dream was always to play Broadway and to consider the Lanfontaine Theater, a theater that once uh, housed uh, one of my childhood inspirations in magic, Doug Henning. Yes. Doug Henning did his doug henning in his world of magic in that very theater on that very stage that i'll be walking so to me it's just 
you know, a dream come true. I played on Broadway in 43rd in Times Square back in the days of Mind Freak in 2001 in a small little underground theater that was a former banquet room for 145 people. Yes. But this is real Broadway. This is the real deal. So people can expect raw. Chris Angel unplugged in your face with the most incredible, mind-blowing magic illusions, demonstrations from my television series, Mind Freak, performed live just inches away from their face. I'll be in the audience performing magic. I'll have people on the stage. It's going to be a blast. And I'll give you an exclusive right now. Sure. I will be performing for the very first time anywhere in the world except my show in Las Vegas, I will be bringing and levitating and flying around the stage. It's the world premiere for Broadway because um, no one's ever done this before. Uh, and I'm going to be doing it on Broadway. I will fly. I will levitate. And people's. I'm telling you this one demonstration, and I've had countless amounts of people tell me this, is worth the price of admission. In a brightly lit room, completely you know, levitating, flying yeah. 20 feet in the air, flying through things, proving there's nothing attached to me. People will get to see me to, to do this for the very first time outside Las Vegas. And this illusion has been held by the largest magic publication in the world. You know it, I'm sure, Vanish Magazine. Yes. 100,000 monthly subscribers as the greatest illusion of all time. And uh, so I'm really excited to do that among a lot of other brand new demonstrations in Raw. And I'm doing it kind of much more in line with a band or an artist like Bruce Springsteen, who yeah. played on Broadway, who had great success, is such a talented, great artist, mm -hmm. a great storyteller. Um, I'm going to approach it more the lines like that people are going to get to know me people are going to get to see the different sides of chris angel chris angel christopher and christos the crazy campy kind of character that will start to show up but i'm bringing new illusions i'm bringing new things there and uh Will and you bring your doug henning of... impersonation no i'm not bringing the doug henning impersonation that will live <laughs> in my heart when i'm there but uh but no i'm just i'm just really stoked to do eight shows on Broadway starting July 2nd at the Fontaine Theater is um, is going to be incredible for me. It's another milestone in my career, and I'm grateful to have it thanks to, uh, you know, this opportunity. Well, you talked about it's been that illusion's been ranked the best illusion in the world. You're getting a lot of best of awards lately. In fact, you just got the number one show in Las Vegas from Celebrity Radio, the number one UK celebrity talk show review site for Las Vegas. When you found out you were going to get that honor after just a mere number of months at Planet Hollywood with this new show. How did that feel? Well, it's incredible. You know, a celebrity radio is, you know, the premier um, reviewer of West End England, in England, uh, their shows, and Las Vegas. I mean, yeah. he reviewed, I think, 60 some odd shows in a month. Wow. Um, and so he, I've known of Alex, who loved my last show at mm -hmm. Luxor, and, you know, he's seen this show. And went to see every magician, went to see every show possible. And he's like, Chris, he called me up and he says, oh, actually, I got a, uh, I got something on a uh, message to me. I didn't even get a call. I got a message saying, you know, after seeing all of the magicians, all of the shows, um, we are officially 
um, awarding you the best show in Las Vegas. And, you know, it was amazing because, you know, recently I got from Spanish, as I said, the GOAT Award. Uh, and then previous to that, the International Brotherhood of Magician, which I'm sure you know of, maybe you're a member of. Absolutely. Is, you know, the largest, one of the largest magic organizations in the world. It's nearly 100 years old. And in their 100-year history, essentially, only five magicians have have gotten uh, a Lifetime Achievement Award. And it has to be unanimously voted on by 15 different board members, which is very difficult because you have people from their 20s, uh, you know, probably into their early 80s on that board. And so they have a very diverse kind of appreciation for magic. And they unanimously voted me. I'm the only magician performing today in the world, not only Las Vegas, and the youngest person to ever get inducted and to receive the Lifetime Achievement Award. So I've gotten all of these things in a very short amount of time. And you know, I never set out to do it for awards. I set out to do these incredible shows because I want to give people the most mind-blowing, incredible experience they can have, whether it's magic that they want to see or just an incredible show. But this is more of a concert. So I think it's really yeah. resonated with people, and it's why you know, all of the critical acclaim has come. And just you know, to get this from Celebrity Radio is just another incredible honor that I'm so grateful to have. You know, and I, I rarely ever give my opinion when I'm interviewing guests, but I don't know how you found out that I'm a magician, which is so cool, because I don't think I talk about it anymore, because I've been doing media for so long that, that I, it's crazy that you know that. Um, but I think I was I grew up in the age of, of Mind Freak, of the, TV, of the TV series, and I think it is, it, it is so cool for me to see you finally getting your due with all of these awards, because I know that especially in the magic community, you got a lot of flack for what they thought were camera tricks or whatever, which, you know, the disclaimer it was, and I, I have no stock in that. But nowadays, the argument is all of these uh, magicians on social media that are, are getting issues. So having gone through that yourself on cable TV, what do you make of, of magicians on social media and them kind of getting the same kind of criticisms that you had gotten when you started out on TV? Yeah, well, well, first of all, uh, I, I know that you're a, a very good magician and ventriloquist, and I can always see how you always want ahead, which is what you have to do in magic, because yeah. you're always able to transition and dovetail into say, taking something I said and bring it into the next question you want to ask, which is a talent, which you, you certainly possess. So congratulations on that. Um, you know, um, you, you were asking me about magicians, you know, on, on the Internet and stuff like that. Yeah. Here's the difference. There's one big difference between me and all of these other people. Yeah. And you really got to give, you know, also props to David Blaine because David, yeah. you know, was one of the guys out there, even though he was doing a different thing than me, you know, that really kind of brought magic's resurgence along with, I think, my contributions. But we were the two guys really out there doing it in a meaningful way. The difference with with me than these these new cats that are out there is that I do it live. Yeah. You know, people see me float on Mind Freak or on television, and they can come see me levitate, fly around, probably even more impressive than I do on television. Right. Um, you know, people see me rip a girl's body in, on the park bench. People can come see me do that live. And I do it in ways that are revolutionary, that no magicians don't even know how I do it. And when you come see my show, I guarantee you that you won't know how not that it matters how that how I do it. It more matters more to me how you feel when you watch it. But 
people don't understand how I do it. So I think that's one huge difference is that you do get a lot of these magicians who learn something or try to figure out something. They put it on YouTube and they think they're going to become an overnight success because people watch their video. Um, you know, I have probably a, I don't know, a half a billion views on YouTube and, yep. you know, tons and tons and tons of views. But I, I, I don't I don't really look at what other people do. I, I'm just kind of consumed about what I want to accomplish as a human being yeah. and as an artist. And I don't look over my shoulder. But I would just say to all of these magicians uh, that are out there, you know, you have to have a live show. Yeah. You know, you get these card flickers and cardistry guys that you know do these moves and it's great for three minutes but then what are you going to do for 73 more minutes you know right. um so so for me it's it's about really being well-rounded and you know the criticism that i got a lot of that comes from jealousy yeah you know if you go up to somebody on the street and you say to them hey name five magicians they will struggle to name five magicians mm -hmm. and so everybody's fighting because they want to be recognized and they want to knock everybody down but i take it as a compliment i get i get i was going to say the s word i don't know if i could say that please but, it's a podcast yeah, yeah. I, oh it's a podcast great. i get shit all the time from magicians who come see my show and then they'll rip stuff off of me they want to be they copy my images they copy my characters they copy my illusions you know the, the thing is is that people need to celebrate who they are yeah because everybody's unique unique individual and everybody has something to offer to the world that's that's much better than trying to be something that you're not mm -hmm. and so when people discover that and what I discovered was that a long time ago, and I take it as a compliment because when you're the guy out there that's doing it and the most relevant, you're going to have haters out there, and I have plenty of haters. Let them waste their life talking about me because no one will ever talk about them, and I'll continue on doing what I do, whether it's now in film or live or television, and they can waste their life talking about me. I like – I. I, I take it as a compliment. I I feed off that energy. I think it's I think it's fantastic um, that people would waste their life, you know, BSing about me and going on those like magic communities and blogs and say, oh, I did this yeah. trick photography or I do this. Like that's great. That just means that I'm that I'm relevant and that I'm obviously still doing what I love to do and it's pissing them off because they're not doing it. Well, I think the awards and the accolades and the Broadway show upcoming in July. Uh, speak for themselves. I'm so happy to see you thriving here in Vegas and heading to Broadway. And frankly, I hope it it turns into a Broadway run uh, for you outside of that that concert type series that they're doing at the Lamp Fontaine. Because I'd love well, to see more of what you do. That's that's very kind of you to say. You know, I I do uh, 40 weeks here in Vegas. I just got extended for two more years. Congrats, Chris. Thank you so much. This was a, this was a blast. Likewise. I said it to you in Vegas, and I'll probably say it to you when we inevitably talk again when you're here in New York. Thank you, Chris. That was so much fun. That was a lot of fun, and thank you for letting me come back and meet you. I normally don't ask that. I normally, even if, you know, if we're doing a phoner for, for something and I'm going to end up covering the concert, I, I typically don't ask, but he was so gregarious. And I have no clue. You heard my amazement in the interview, which, by the way, apologies for the, the few coughs that you heard. Um, I have no clue how he knew I was a magician. I don't say that in the pitch anymore. 
I, I don't know. I think they must have looked at the site, which always gives me a thrill when people look at the site. That's talkfor2.com, T-A-L-K-F-O-R-T-W-O.com. Follow us on Twitter and Facebook, at talkfor2. We have an Instagram, but I don't use it. And remember to subscribe in iTunes, Stickter. And now I'm very proud of this because they don't let just anybody over there. Spotify now has our RSS feed. If you listen to Spotify, you can stream this show. Thanks again to our season sponsors, Tangent Bound Network and Axtel Expressions. That's it for us today. Signing off, I'm Matt Bailey, reminding everyone out there to keep talking for two. Go see Chris Angel. You can hear more show business interviews with the stars at talkfor2.com.